Welcome to Retro Wars, where each week me and a friend talk about the video games we used to play back when we were kids. My name is Daniel Carroll, and welcome to episode 65. We're talking Contra 3, the Alien Wars for the Super Nintendo. Now, I used to, I never played this as a kid. Never played this as a kid, and really had my first experience of Contra when I got my Super Nintendo Mini. Played it and went, oh, what's all the hubbub about? And went, oh my god, this is so hard. No, put it down. Played it with a friend, died. Oh my wordy. Now, I also have to be honest that I never realised Contra 3 and Probotector were the same thing. I had no idea. I saw Probotector and thought it's a really cool kick-ass arc box. Again, I never played the game back in the day. Because that's what, I suppose, when I was a kid, that's what it would have been for us. Because in Europe, it was Probotector. So hearing about Contra was kind of like the whims of stuff. Like, oh, Contra's a really hard game. They're really difficult. But never really knew what they were. Never knew what the series was. And it wasn't until I became a big boy and started seeing things on YouTube that I could realise, okay, this is Contra. But playing it for the first time was an absolute mess because I got annihilated. But, but I did it. I finished it, so stating. But I did finish it and I had a really good time. Now, this week, I am joined by newbie, I said newbie to the show, Shane the Dick Dragonkowski from the Retro Hangover podcast. No, it's not Chris. It's his partner in crime, Shane. And no, for those who listen to that show, I am not doing the Dick Dragon as long as I can. You have to listen to his show to understand that because I like your ears. Oh my God, I like my ears. I like everyone's ears. It just destroys everyone. But Shane was very gracious enough to come on the show and he wanted to talk about Contra. So yep, off I went and I played this when I was back in the UK. See, I managed to do a lot of games when I was on holiday. I was actually blitzing through games. I was like, well, I've got no work to do. Just play video games. And it was absolutely great. And I managed to get through Contra quite quickly. So stating. But I did have a good time with it. Now, if you do want to hear that interview, go about half an hour, something like that, and then we'll get to it. We're going to do our little games and intros and news bits first. But yeah, if you're just here for Contra, skip about half an hour. But first of all, before we go any further, we need to do the plugs. Yes, we do. Sorry, this has to happen. Wherever you're listening to the show, please give it a five-star review. Leave a review. Tell me I'm good. Tell me I'm bad. Tell me this is the best thing since sliced bread. And share it on your socials. I've started getting to the stage now where I think I need to make YouTube shorts. So I'm making shorts, and you'll see them appear on my Instagram, TikTok, OnlyFans, um my Twitter and my YouTube and it will just be basically a daily clip because I think that's probably the best way to get new eyes on the show. Uh, my OnlyFans is probably the best way of doing it. No, I only have... God, can you imagine me with OnlyFans? Oh my God, it'd be absolutely sickening. Although I could just do an OnlyFans of me just sitting there eating my breakfast every day and see if people subscribe just to take the piss out of the whole system because, oh God, yeah, oh. Either way, right, whatever, whatever. I can go on a whole rabbit hole down that one. But the best way to support me if you want to financially is over on patreon.com forward slash RetroWars, where for $1 each month, you get access to your own show called DLC. This could be top 10s, modern day game reviews, or gaming events. As a bit of a sneak peek, this is episode 38, and it was the top 10 hardest video games that I have played. Now, 
How's this hard? Look at it. He's a cute little possum. He's a cute little possum with a sword. He's a cute little possum with a sword and a set of armor. He's a cute little possum with a sword, a set of armor, and a rocket pack. How can this be? Look, he looks so pissed off on the box. How could this be so cute? bloody hard? Well, I'll tell you why. Because it's made by well, the person who made Contra 3. This thing is a Konami monster. It is absolutely incredibly difficult. And that was episode 38. And that was the top 10 hardest games that I played. Next week, uh, well, considering I've just purchased a GameCube... Yes, I bought a GameCube. I'm going to be talking about the ten top 10 GameCube games that I want to purchase for that system. And I probably would love to hear your views on this. And I probably need everyone's help to try and get some of these games. That, that's what it's going to be. You'll hear me talk about this later on. But yes, we'll get into that at some point. But also to let you know that 5% of all the Patreon fund each month will go to a UK charity called Get More Gamers, which is a charity that helps provide games and consoles to 150 children's world across the UK. Now, so far, we've only raised $2, which I know is a tiny amount, but I'd love to get to the stage where we actually give this charity full games, full consoles. I think that'd be absolutely fantastic. If you want to donate games directly, the link is in the description below. And yeah, you can just send all the old games, just send them to them. They really appreciate it. And what else you get for your money? Well, you get the chance to get access to our own Discord. You get the chance to message me one-on-one -on -one and take part in all the little bits of fun of 16 bits of nonsense, survive or die, DLC or comments on your game of the week. And you get a chance for me to butcher your names like our newest Patreon, Bucky the Beagle Herder. Herdle. I got it. See, I got it. It's a freaking herder. Bucky the Beagle Herder. And I say hurdler. That should have been so easy. It's because you had Beagle. Beagle. And I was going Beagle hurdler. It's your fault. Not mine that I can't read. But welcome, Bucky. Welcome to the shit show of us. Welcome. And I really hope you enjoy your time here. Right. That is the plugs out the way. Let us get into our letter section, which we call 16 Bits of Nonsense. Now, 16 Bits of Nonsense is our letter section where you guys can basically submit anything you want and I will do my best to answer it. So first of all, Dave McGee says, Hey Danny Boy, Bo da oh, fuck. I got that wrong straight, straight away. Hello Danny Danny Bo Banny. There we go. After listening to last week's episode and hearing Raging Demon talk about how thought, thought out the community's comments were about the Bowser Robotnik comp that was on Survival Die. Followed up by you calling me out the sh about the sharded question and it not being video game related. I started to think, am I really that immature? Should I stop being so silly and try tackling the more serious topics of gaming? Should I, Dave McGee, start looking at gaming and in life in general through a more serious lens? Then I remembered you play Pokemon. So my question is, when are you recording your new Pokemon YouTube videos? Uh, when you are recording your new Pokemon YouTube videos, are you wearing boxes or briefs? Love your buddy. <laughs> you tit. Um, to answer the question, I usually am wearing clothes. Only because I sit on a leather chair... And where I live in the basement down here, where I do my recording, it does get quite cold. Because for those who don't know, I usually do my recording at like 5, 6 in the morning. It's currently 25 past 5 in the morning, 
when I'm recording this and it gets quite cold. Yes, I do live in Australia, but the sun needs to come up, people. Come on. And I'm surrounded by brick. So I do need that sun. And yeah, I do it fully clothed. And I usually wear boxers. Just to let you know, I don't wear briefs. I wear boxers. So I'm currently wearing boxers. You know, I've just put some clothes on, so I haven't had a shower yet. So there are yesterday's boxers before anyone starts judging me. Yeah, so that's what I'm currently sat in a t-shirt and shorts. It's not too cold, but if it gets cold, I've got a big jumper here and the jumper will go on. So thank you, Dave, for basically pointing out what my OnlyFans content is. It's just me sitting here in shorts and t-shirt. Absolutely lovely, isn't it? Blaine the Hoagie Man says, Oh shit, I forgot to write in last week, so this week I'll ask, Since you live in Australia, have you climbed inside a kangaroo's pouch yet? (laughs) Fucking hell. You should try it out and let me know if it's comfortable. No, I have not done that. Although, they are stretchy bastards. Like, that's one thing I like. I love what kangaroo's pouches. They are really stretchy. So when a, a joey is born and it starts popping out, like, those things can basically still hop around and then go, fuck it, I'm going back in. And they're really stretchy. And they look really warm and comfy. And I often wonder what it actually is like. There's a video on YouTube where you can actually see a baby joey literally from when it's... Because it, it comes out the mummy and then crawls up into the pouch and that, that's where it stays. You can watch a video of it basically developing and this mum obviously has a really good relationship with the keeper and they go in and check every week. Oh, it's incredible seeing seeing it as a tiny little bean to growing to what it is. I think it's absolutely fantastic. But we see lots of kangaroos around. It's I don't really see them where we are. I've only seen one in the wild by me. I've seen a few when I'm out and about driving. Um, but when it comes to the... We've got two... We've got quite a few zoos. Two are about an hour away. One's like a five-minute drive away. So we see kangaroos quite a lot. But yeah, when you go, you're not allowed to touch them. Like the pouches, they get really anal. Not that I've done that. I've, I've tried to jump in a few times. I've tried to put a leg in. So I've probably been banned once or twice. You just see me, this poor kangaroo, and there's me get my foot in. I want to fucking get in. Let me fucking in. And then they, they don't really appreciate that at the zoo. They kind of tell you off. The mum's okay with it. The mum's like, yeah, fuck it, just get in. So it's a weird question, but thank you, Blaine. I appreciate that. Captain N says, Oh, Danny. Oh, oh, I, Danny. I'm writing this before listening to last week's episode, which I'm saving for my special time. Fair enough. How excited are you for episode 75? It's coming fast, and like my wife says, things that come fast usually involve Captain N. (laughs) No, she doesn't. She does not say things that usually come fast involve Captain N. I bet she says your real name, not Captain N. Now I've just got an image of your sexy time. Captain N! Oh my god, there's just some problems here. And if he's won right, episode 75, it is coming, isn't it? I can't believe, like, we're on episode 65. It's like, shit, I've been able to do an episode every week. And 10 more episodes, and yeah, there was 75. Episode 75 will be a big one. It'll be a big game. People are gonna, the pitchforks will be coming out potentially for that one if I get it wrong. And the guest, I wonder who the guest might be, Captain N, for that one. I wonder who it might be. Really? Yeah, but that's coming. We've had that plan for a while, episode 75. I just can't believe we're getting that. Like, it's going to be here. As at the end of the year, we'll hit episode 100 by the end of the year, which is just pff, mind-blowing. It really is. But yes, 
Uh, I hope your wife doesn't say Captain N in the bedroom, but if she does, that's hilarious. Because um, I tell you what, my wife's not going to be saying, Cagsy! No, it's not going to be happening. I tell you what. Nico Hilson says, simple one this time. What's your best dad joke? Um, well, at the moment, because she's too young to understand jokes, I just usually tell her, like, hiccups, well, her real name, you stink. And she goes, no! Or I sing the Peaches song and go, Peaches, 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 I love you. And it winds her up and she literally loses her shit. So I love doing that. But I suppose the joke I'm going to keep saying to her is when it was one that was said to me by my uncle. And he used to go, he's Aussie, he used to go, what's the difference between Daniel and a bucket of poo? The bucket. And he, <laughs> he used to say that every time I saw him just to piss me off. So that's what she's going to get. Baby Hiccups is going to be getting that joke every day. As soon as she wakes up, I'll just tell her. When she's like, literally, I might just get into her bed. And, and that's not weird. She's four, so she likes me coming into bed and have a cuddle. I might just get into whisper into her ear. What's the difference between hiccups and a bucket of poo? The buckets. Although she'll probably be like, ah, what are you doing in here? So, yeah, that's that's my dad joke. I'll, I'll try and think of more that really. I'll, I'll probably need to you know, update the repertoire. I'm not a comedian. I don't try and I don't say I'm a comedian. Can you imagine me on stage being an absolute farce? I'd probably just get like tomatoes thrown on me just for my general appearance. I just, I've just got a big mouth. I've just got a big mouth and my brain doesn't work properly and words just come out. And finally, Chris Copleen says, I'll move away from the pocket pussy. Let's talk tacos. Hard, soft, and what meat are you stuffing in it? Um, Sadly, I'm not a taco person. But if you're going to give me it, it's going to be a soft taco and just give me some nice just meat and beef. But I'm I'm a fajita man. That's what I prefer. I oh every time the wife says I know I'm going off with food here, but every time the wife says fajita, I'm like yes, I could eat fajita wraps all day long. I love the bastards. But tacos, I'm like uh, uh, uh. I just I don't I don't I don't get excited for them. They're messy. Usually it's those hard taco shells, and it's just oh, it just goes everywhere. I just don't have a good time. Then I'm trying to make sure the little one's eating it. I'm like, eat your freaking taco. And she's like, nah, nah, nah. stuffing her face as she's just causing chaos. And it's just never been my thing. Some people are going to come out with pitchforks for that one, but I don't care. That's just how it is. But thank you all. That is our end of our letter section. Let's move into our new section, which we call Patch 65.0. is our new section and actually there's not there's not a lot of talk about this only I've only got say three stories this week which isn't a lot but one of them is absolutely huge it's little but it's big Uh, I suppose if you don't know that the after months of deliberation the UK government which is a competition's market and sorry competition and market authority have made the decision to block Xbox acquisition of Activision Blizzard now, this is absolutely massive. There are currently three of these deliberations going on. But because the UK have said no, 
it's basically a no to all. Now, this isn't to say that the UK is bigger and better. We we are. But it's not to say that it's bigger than everybody else. But because the whole thing with gaming and how the world market works, they're all intricate and they're all basically bleed into each other. One, If one of them said no, means no for all of them. So with the UK, with the CMA basically saying no, that was it. And it's massive. It is a such a big decision. Like I, I'm really surprised this happened. Like Microsoft must be absolutely devastated. Sony must be sitting there laughing their heads off, a few bottles of champagne. And apparently the concerns aren't down to them keeping the con- the game on, or so Call of Duty and stuff like that on one console. It's down to the cloud gaming concerns. Now what they've said, um, their decision. Uh, let's have. A look. I have got. Yeah, well, I actually haven't got the comment. I thought I did. Um, but it's, oh no, sorry, no, no, here it is. So they actually said that it's not a big, it's not a good business sense for them to keep Call of Duty exclusive to his console. So I think they realized, no, no, we we knew you were going to always offer this to other consoles, so we're not really worried about that. But apparently they'd failed to address the concerns that the group, um, this is, they failed to concerns, especially with, with, cloud gaming with the microsoft have a specially strong position in that market microsoft has a strong position in cloud gaming services and the evidence available to the cma show that microsoft would find it commercially beneficial to make activision's games exclusive to its own cloud gaming service the deal wouldn't reinforce microsoft's advantage in the market by giving a control over important gaming such as call of duty overwatch and world of warcraft yes yeah, so basically what it's saying is that they're just going to dominate when it comes to cloud gaming and they're like, nah, you, you're not having that. So I'm surprised. I didn't realize that was the issue. I always thought it was to do with the Call of Duty aspects. But no, it's it's this. So yeah, it's, it's absolutely massive. Now, they are going to appeal. Microsoft and Blizzard, Activision Blizzard, are going to appeal. Now, Brad Smith, who is the vice chair and president of Microsoft, so this is as big, as big as you get. Basically, they said they're going to appeal, and he came out with a statement saying, we remain fully committed to the acquisition and will appeal. The CMA's decision rejects a pragmatic path to address competition concerns and discourages technology innovation and investments in the United Kingdom. We have already signed contracts to make Activision Blizzard's popular games available on 150 million more devices. That's with Nintendo. And we remain committed to reinforcing these agreements through regulatory remedies. We're especially disappointed that after lengthy deliberations, this decision appears to reflect a flawed understanding of this market and the way re- re- to, and the way relevant cloud technology actually works. And I know I watched a, um, an interview with Brad Smith and he basically was really like at the UK saying, we've invested here for a long time, but obviously you can't invest here so that the market's closed. And it was kind of like saying, we you don't realize how much you rely on microsoft don't do that don't fuck us over or we'll fuck you over because if you think about it i'm on microsoft now how many people go on their computers and they're using microsoft it's it's i know there's apple i know that there's others but microsoft is massive so i don't know what's going to happen here because really the other two cases are now arbitrary it doesn't really matter it's all about this one and how long that appeal is going to take that they're going to appeal it and we will cover that again in the show. And maybe now, because they, well, I say they know. They probably knew exactly what was going on. We just didn't see it, what was going on behind the scenes. It's going to be so interesting to see what happens going forward. Again, will Sony then, if the appeal's successful, will Sony then appeal that judgment? 
I don't know. This is good. It's an ever-growing case, and there's a lot of money being spent on this. God, the solicitors must be having an absolute field day. They must be absolutely wetting themselves. But yeah, expect more to hear about this in the next few months. And it's not going away, but yeah, big, 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 big. All right, so Street Fighter VI, the demo came out, and unfortunately, I haven't had a chance to play it. I've I've been playing other games, so I have not had the chance to get it. And I don't know if it's getting to the stage where I might just wait now, because it's only coming out in a month. I don't know. If I've got time, I will play it. I will play it and give it a good go. I I said I do want to play it. When the game itself comes out, I'm just going to be binging it. I really am. Now, what's been interesting is that you can't play online against people, which makes sense because it's only the demo. So they put uh, an, a challenge of fighting this CPU at level 8, basically top level, and it's this Ryu. And even pros are struggling against this CPU. And the thing is, what people are actually liking about it is that this CPU is using shit from the game, like pro-level techniques without breaking the rules of the game. So what that basically means, it's like, oh, that's just cheap. That's just the game cheating or the game's input reading you. From the sounds of it, everything it's doing is what you would actually expect a player to do. And the fan, that's what all the pros are actually saying. They're not actually saying the game's cheating. They're actually liking this. But the good thing is, is that, this might be the best way to learn the game, especially that the game's got this new drive gauge system. That'll be the best way to learn how to play this. And I suppose if you want to become like pro, if you can beat this this thing consistently, well then yeah, go for tournaments, go not. I think fighting the CPU is often the best thing because the battle isn't going to end. The battle, just up it. Start start at level one, and when you can start dominating that, go to level two, and then eventually when it gets to the stage, we get better and better and better. I just think it's a, the best way of training. Literally, you will learn the game so quick by endlessly fighting the CPUs. Yeah, you can do the arcade mode, but nah, the training is where it's at. But that is interesting to see that this Ryu is just dominating people. Uh, so I'm looking forward to fighting this Terminator. That's how I've seen it as well on the on the internet. This Terminator Ryu at some point. And finally, the last story. Again, I said it wasn't going to be that long. Because um, it hasn't been. But, well, I said there has been stuff. But it's just stuff that I'm interested in. The Star Wars Jedi Survivor reviews are out. Mostly the positive. I've seen 8s, 5 out of 5s. I've seen the odd bad review. Um, but I, I said when I first saw the trailer of this, I thought it looked really good. It looks like Jedi Arkham. And it really does. Like that guy is throwing his, his lightsaber like literally no tomorrow. Like a boomerang. I'm all for that. Am I going to purchase it? Not yet. Not yet. Again, the backlog's too big. Um, and I'll wait till it probably comes on sale. That's probably the best thing for me. I'm not an avid, die-hard Star Wars fan. And I, I'm not one of those people who would literally camp outside to watch the new film. And not with the new ones. <laughs> Apart from, what's the one? Rogue One. Rogue One was good. The rest of them, <laughs> just not my cup of tea. But yeah, so that's coming. At some point, I will probably have devil dive into this world just because the idea of playing arkham knight with a lightsaber yeah that that sounds pretty cool so that's the news yeah so again i'm sorry it's not that much this week but i just there wasn't anything that was really tickling me fancy so let's move into our free section which is available for everyone which we call stick it up your jinjo
stick it up your ginger is a free section for anyone to play and basically i want to hear you know your successes this week what's made you rage quit i'll read a few so first of all jimmy anderson says i rage quit terminator 2 on the amiga when game was finished all levels after 11 minutes eight dollars wasted in 1991. hang on is that just a basic statement that you rage quitted in 1991 has the rage only just come out at this stage I, I don't know. It's that 1991, which is absolutely said me. But the fact you finished Terminator 2 in 11 minutes. Holy shit. That's so I was you basically said you've recently played this. You need to confirm that with me, Jimmy, because if it is, you've got you've been holding on for that for nearly 32 years. Imagine that. Imagine that. So literally what's what's been bothering? What's bothering you, Jimmy? <laughs> I bought this game 23 years ago and I finished it in 11 minutes. Fuck this game. Jesus. All right, Jimmy. All right. You, you, you feel better now? And he's like, now he's like, now he's got that off his system. It's off his chest. He can lead a whole new life. And it's like his life is all positive where before he was just internally frustrated and he couldn't work out why. Like, why is the rage getting me? <laughs> now, this next one, I had read, I, I was all over the place here. I absolutely, I apologize. This is how it's written. Rage Quit was Midway Game, AI, NBA Jam, NFL Blitz, Mortal Kombat, Cruising N Series. Nothing compares to being 12 in NBA Jam, then falling behind 6. So being up 12 in NBA Jam, then falling behind 6. NFL Blitz, up by 10, the AI scoring a touchdown, then immediately intercepting your next pass. Well, all I can say about that is, uh, well, NFL is rubbish. It's a terrible game. Um, I used to have an NFL game. It was on one of, it was on my hockey cartridge they used to share it on the mega drive and it was hockey and nfl and i always used to go the new england patriots just because it was like oh new england that'll do don't tell me that they're good or not. i don't know i don't know nfl and i had no idea how the game was meant to work there was no tutorial so it was like ah just you'll work it out it's fine but yeah will nothing compares to being 12 in the end well you you let that happen you've got to defend do you got to get your defensive game or just start fouling people? That's just what it is. Just be dirty. And there was a comment about Midway Games. So I think they were talking about Mortal Kombat and it was the Sub-Zero series. And someone had mentioned how it was so hard to complete legitimately. I'm, gonna lie, I'm not looking forward to playing that Mythologies game. The one with Lu- the, 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 There's one with Liu Kang. And quite... No, there's one with Liu Kang, um, but I think that's called Shaolin Monks with Kung Lao. And then there's the Sub-Zero shit. And apparently the Sub-Zero shit is ridiculously hard and ridiculously terrible. So I'm not looking forward to playing that. I, I can, I will at some point. I'll have to. If I want this game to be go, this show to be going on for the 10 years, at some point we're going to have to play that game, aren't we? And that's going to really upset me. So, yeah, Corey, you've got a lot of games you're raging about at the moment. So just, just chill. I hope you're all right. I hope you seek the help. I hope this helped. But yeah, maybe just get rid of the Mortal Kombat games. Just throw them in the bin. That'll be a better place for them. Main quest. So this is Keith for the Main Quest podcast. He says, I started a random Pokemon Emerald lock and got tore up by the very first gym leader. Who knew a fucking jump off of all things would wreck an entire team? Oh, it does. If you don't go in prepared for a Nuzlocke, you will lose. Nuzlocke's are hard as shit. Especially a randomised one. That's even worse. How do you prepare for that? Just, Nuzlocke's are a bitch. There's, there's a reason why I'm walking away. Because they're just a pain in the arse. 
they're fun to be fair at the same time. I, I would be devastated. Yeah, you literally get to the first gym and oh, that's it. End of your game. Yeah, you do get a bit annoyed by that when you're like, eh, eh, it's the end of finished. But it's more annoying when you get like seven gyms in and then you get screwed over. And then you're like, oh, crap. And I suppose if it's randomized, yeah, you're just picking anything out the bunch. So, oh, that'd be... You could get, like, really good Pokemon, though, at the beginning of the game. But I suppose you obviously didn't. You must have got really shite ones. Ah, oh, Keith. Well, let me know when you try again and fail again. Uh, and I could laugh at you a little bit more. Nintendo Therapy says... Oh, this is the final one. Nintendo Therapy says, RPG bosses with full life healing spells. Yeah, I can agree with that. When, the, when you're fighting a boss and all of a sudden it whips out bullshit healing. I'm like, no... Don't whip out the bullshit healing mechanic. That's shit. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you on that one. They can go literally fuck themselves in the arse when they do that. That is a pain in the arse. I don't mind a little bit of healing, but not full, like, just, I've basically just done that damage and you just heal. Oh, you heal it off. Shut up. Shut up, you stupid bosses. So, yeah, I've, Nintendo Therapy, I'm with you on that. And thank you for your submissions. And uh, there will be more next week. Just keep an eye out on Facebook. Keep an eye out on Twitter. And you will see the posts go live. Right. We're going to move on to the celebration sector. Because I do have something to celebrate. In celebration sector. If I see anything cool. If I like anything I think that needs to be pushed up. Or celebrated. I will bring it up. And first. And the only one I'm going to bring up is my birth. Actually no. I've got two to bring up. One is my birth. My, my, my Right. Relax. Breathe, Daniel. Breathe. I'm going to celebrate my sister-in-law's birthday, Katie. She turned 40 this week, and she's obviously very happy. I spoke to her the other day, and she was literally standing there in her new pajamas, which were basically like a rainbow. It just shat all over them. Although my mother-in-law couldn't get the camera to work properly. She, like, holds it, and, like, old people hold cameras, just don't realize. Don't move it. Stop. Stand still. And says, just put, just position it. And she just positioned it right in front of my sister-in-law's breasts. And I was like, that, 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 no, she was clothed. But I was like, that's not where they should be. Can we just move the camera a little bit higher so I can see her face, not her breasts? Otherwise, my wife's going to be thinking, what the fuck are you looking at? But also, yeah, so happy birthday, Katie. And when she, everyone was like, happy birthday, happy birthday. I just put a picture of the Grim Reaper. I said, that's next. <laughs> that's your next step is death. The ever-welcoming embrace of death. And finally, I'm celebrating myself. Because, as I mentioned, I bought myself a Nintendo GameCube. Yes, I was ooming and ahhing. It came up on Marketplace. And then I went, hang on. It, his name's Nathan. Nathan Ward. I, I know him. He, he's in Woi We played for the same team. I know him really well. I was like, holy shit, that's not the same guy. And I messaged him and it was. So I literally um, said, Nathan, can I, I'm going to have to take that off you. And Because the only reason why people think, you know, why are you buying it? You can emulate this sort of shit. Well... Because the GameCube, I I know I've, I didn't get rid of it. I'm sure I've still got mine in the UK. But the GameCube was such a special console. And I think that the GameCube's doing a bit of a renaissance now. Because people are realizing, holy shit, no, this was a good game. It's got, it was a good game console. And there were a lot of good games for it. So I just decided, you know what, for the show, if I get any games I want to cover for the GameCube, I'm going to really do my best to try and purchase them so I can cover them. And I also went out and bought Sonic Adventure 2. And what was the other one? Soul Calibur 2. Now, I know we've done Soul Calibur 2 already, but I just wanted that because it was such a good game. 
And I got them both for about 75 Australian dollars. So yeah, Sonic, Ad- Sonic Adventure Battle 2. Oh my god. But yeah, I know people will be excited for it. But I wanted to play it again because it's got some of the best music in the series in gaming. So I'm looking forward to that. So I, I'm putting it out there. When it comes to obtaining more, I will do my best to try and obtain more. But I'm, I would love to get a copy of Paper Mario or I'll just borrow it off someone. If someone's got a copy of it, send it my way. I'll play it and then I'll send it back to you, you know, special post recorded delivery. So that's what I might do. If anyone's got a copy they want to send me, let me know in the the comments or let or get in touch with me and we'll work out a way that I can just borrow the game and then just send it back because I'm not paying like $250, $300 of Paper Mario. It's just not happening. I absolutely refuse. I should say, Chris, this is a message out to Chris. I know you've got a huge game thing. What's your GameCube thing like? What's your game? I'm going to be the merchant from Resident Evil. What are you buying? What are you renting? What are you borrowing? What are you lending? Yeah, so if anyone wants to do it that way, or if anyone's got a copy they don't want of something anymore, we can try and work out a reasonable price and do it like that. But yeah, I really want to try and play GameCube games on my GameCube. So I've got three controllers. I'll try and get a fourth. So I can have people play like Mario Kart Double Dash. That's something I want so we can all play because that'd just be great fun, wouldn't it? All right, let's move on to our final game we like to play and it's called Survive or Die. Hey, listen. Survive or Die is our little game where we get two gaming franchises, two games, two mechanics, two gaming characters, and we have them knelt before Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who is standing there with his shower car and hammer, and we basically ask the question, which one of them should die and which one of them should survive, and basically the one that's dying is getting its brain smashed out. Now, my opinions can be twisted. It has happened before on the show where I will listen to what you guys say, and I will change my mind. Now, considering we're talking about Contra, and as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I never realized that Probotector was the same thing. It's just basically a, a skin. And that's down because, I should say, because the Germans didn't like the fact it was men shooting guns and they thought it was too violent. So they wanted it changed to have it make it more sense and make it less violent. So they changed the characters from Contra to these robots, these robot protagonists, and hence was the Probotector series. So I'm basically asking, who should survive? Should it be the Contra series or should it be the Probotector series? So which designs do you like more than, you know, better than the other? So you, a lot of you wrote in this week, which was absolutely great. So let's get to those comments. First of all, Blaine the Hoagie Man says, since they are essentially the same game, they are, they are the same game. Uh, I'll go with this logic. While Probotector is robot characters, but Contra is human. Those humans are based off Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Arnie was already the Terminator, so you have your robot, and of course Rambo. So I'd rather see Rocky team up with Kindergarten Cop to fight aliens, so Contra survives, so goodbye, Robotector. Imagine that, Robocop, Robocop with Kindergarten Cop. If anyone's not seen Kindergarten Cop, one of the best Arnie films I've ever seen. Holy shit, that film is so good. I would watch Kindergarten Cop, like, every year, so good those we, we we're gonna miss films like that that has that like you know 90s feel to it that feel good just basically nostalgia we just eat it up because now everything's like hd graphics oh just give me a kindergarten cop anytime 
Captain N, Captain N says, who the fuck is Probotector? Oh, I know, the dead one. Peace out, Danny. There we go. Fair enough. Who's Probotector? Well, according to Captain N, his brains are splattered. See, it's ve- that was a quick one. Like your sex life, mate. Very quick. Whoop, done. See how we can link things? I try and do my best to link shit. Ragey Demon says, I played both and the Probotector bots have a cooler name. However, their sprites are more difficult to see. So Contra survives. If it can bleed, you can kill it. The Probotector bots don't bleed but still be killed. And now they have been sh- with Shadow Khan's hammer. It's looking like a landslide at the moment. It, I think it is at the moment. All three of you have said um, Contra. Yeah, and Probotector bots don't bleed. Yes, yeah, so how can they be killed in one? Kind of agree with that logic. Was the contraman? I can understand, you know, one shot. Uh, yeah, mm, I'm, there is some logic to that. Pajama says, "I say Probotector lives." Oh, we've got some. We got someone else in the other camp. There are not enough. There are not enough human soldiers in the world to actually survive the bullshit Contra games throw at you. At least you can rebuild Probotectors when he gets blown up by a stray shot to his big toe. Heck, you could probably build an army of Probotectors. Let the soldiers stick to the stealth stuff like Solid Snake and let the professional robot Probotectors blast their way through the bullet hell. Actually, he's got a point there. Pajama's got a point. Like, yeah, humans just die in one, but just rebuild Probotectors or just make a whole army of them? I just get the humans to make Probotectors. If they're as good as the Contra people, just make more Probotectors. I don't have two player, I have 26 player. Imagine that 26 player pro protector. Oh my god, that would just be a freaking nightmare. But he has got a point. I love how he said a straight toe, straight shot at a toe. It's like, eh, I took an arrow to the knee. <laughs> oh, brilliant. My cousin Stefan says, Contra survives. Never heard of pro protector, which doesn't make sense because we're both British. What is even Probotector? Sounds like something that would be inserted. Oh, for fuck's sake. There we go with the immaturedness. Immaturity. I don't know. Immaturity. Immaturity. That's the word I was looking for. I'm trying to make up words on the show. Well, you do that. You stick the Probotector where you shouldn't. Sunshine. And I'll have a word with your mum and your dad and your sister. And we'll just have to say, this is what, you know, Stefan's doing. Inserting Probotectors up his bottom. You dirty, dirty boy. And finally, Chris Copleen says, "We have Arnold and Sport. Uh, sorry, we have Arnold and Sloan, or robots. Arnold and Arnold is a robot, but he also kills robots. Yeah, sorry, Germany fucked over Europeans with their laws, so you get stupid robots instead of meaty men slapping meat. Also, if you're gonna put robots in an alien game, how could they not use Robocop? Contra lives. Yeah, I understand that one. Why not use ro- use Robocop? But do they have the licensing? That's an issue. And why the meeting men slapping meat?" Stop giving... Can you fuckers stop giving me these tongue twisters? Like... It's too early in the morning. Like, we're still... It's five to six. It's too early in the morning for you lot to be throwing these tongue twisters at me. It actually makes me go... But yeah, so there's five to one. Five to one that Contra survives. That's a big landslide. And I'm going to go with... Look. Because I played this as Probotector, and I am going to go with Contra. I'm going to go with the Contra. I think they should survive, and I'm going to go this just as a purist. I like games in their purest form, and this is how the game was meant to be played. I did play this run as Probotector just for the sake of, well, that's how we Europeans were meant to have got it. But I know had the developers had their way, we would have been playing the Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone clone, and I think, in reality, that is the way it should be. 
So yeah, the Probotector robots desire are getting smashed, but probably in this sense, they're going to get their head smashed and also their toe. And then Jeffrey D. Morgan's going to go after the factory where they're all being built just to make sure no more are coming. There we go. That is the end of it. Thank you very much. Again, I really appreciate when you all get involved. So what have I been up to? Um, not much, really. I said I bought a GameCube. I've just had footy. Got beat again yesterday. We're doing so well. Bottom of the league. But I don't care. I'm having fun. But also, there was... <laughs> so we have this thing called Anzac Day, which is like celebrating the New Zealand and Australian um, Army Corps. And those who have lost their lives in battle... And we basically get a day off for it. And I was out with, two, with a few of my mates. And it was quite funny because all the kids are playing. And there's five of them. And they're all just attacking me, which I don't mind. I think it's good fun. And as they are playing, um, little one and another friend wrap me up in, like, this big, huge silk. I don't know. I think kids play when they do, like, a parachute sort of thing. And they wrap me up in that and kick-started and made me trip and kicked me, which I thought, thought was quite funny. And then they were put it over me. And it was all fun in games until suddenly one of them bit me. And I was like... Ow! Who the fuck just bit me? And I looked at all the kids, and the three, there's three of them, because one of them's too young. Three of them are like, it wasn't me, and then one of them's, another one's running off to the to the shed going, it wasn't me, it wasn't me, crying his eyes out. I said, I think it was you. I think it was you, you little fucker. <laughs> it was all okay. I think he just got a bit too excited. But I was like, Jesus Christ. And it didn't help my one was just lifting up my T-shirt saying, look, look, daddy's bitten him. Dad, daddy's been bitten. Daddy's been bitten. And then dobbing on the person who did it. I was like, little hiccup, stop dobbing. Stop dobbing. Knock it off. <laughs> but he was like, ow, little bugger. Human bites hurt like absolute no one's business. Absolutely shocking. And what have I been playing? Well, I've been... So fun with some of the games I've been playing. I finished Wonder Boy Monster World. Fuck that game. There is an episode of that coming at some point. It can go suck one. Breath of Fire. Still playing that. Holy shit. I am past halfway. I know I'm past halfway. I just can't wait to finish that game. Oh, I can't wait to finish it. And then luckily, as I said in my future review, I was playing Mario Golf on the N64 as a palate cleanser. And I was having such a lovely time. If I got frustrated playing one of the other two, I'd just turn on Mario Golf and it was like, ah, that's a nice day. That's how I felt. So the episode of both Mario Golf and Wonder Boy in Monster World have been recorded. They will be coming at a later date. I'm not sure when, but they are there in the backlog. All right. Before we get into the game itself, I give you guys a chance to sound off. So this is your thoughts. So Captain N, so we're talking about Contra 3. Captain N says, Contra is a long-running series with a history that is vast and is said by many and I couldn't agree more. God, God fucking damn it, every time I fall for that shit, bastard. Pajama says, I remember playing Contra 4 as my first game in the series. It blew me away with how unforgiving it was, but it was so cool and I just kept on trying over and over to see how far I could get. The power-ups were often simple in concept, but felt very impactful and enemy designs were sick. I pulled the collection of Contra games from my PS5, but I've still yet to dive in them. Well, let me know what that's like. Let me know if you... Did you actually finish Contra 4? Did you just give up on it and go, nah, fuck it, fuck it, it, it can die. But yeah, the Contra collection is something that, that does tweak my eye. I think I think if I got another Contra game, I probably would go down the collection. Um, whether I do it on the Switch or whether I do it on a PS, I'm not sure yet. I'll have to work out about that one. And finally, Chris Copleen says, this game just oozes badassery. This is the first Contra game I remember playing, and it has a huge place in my heart. But I have to be honest, I don't. I think I like the original Contra more. In brackets, don't tell Shane. Yes, 
I will not tell Shane that you like the original Contra more. Make sure he doesn't realise this when the show goes live. Please, and yeah, I'm going to be in trouble for that. I'm going to, imagine if they broke up, Retro Hangover broke up because of that. They argued over the original Contra. My word, wouldn't that be a way to finish their podcast? All right, you've heard enough of me. Let's get into this. So we're going to talk about Contra 3 or Probotector, whichever way if you were in Europe. As I said, never played it before until really I started playing it on the mini Super Nintendo. And then once I was back in the UK, I really started delving into it. And I did manage to finish it, save stating. I'm not apologizing for that because otherwise you wouldn't even be getting this review. Does that sound fair? Really? It does, doesn't it? All right, let's get into the game with my host, Shane, who, again, I was really grateful he came on, and I can't wait to speak to him again, because he's a good guy. He's a good guy, knows his stuff, and he was really pl- really good fun to talk to, and unlike Chris, wasn't filthy, wasn't horrendous, even though there's an episode of Metroid Prime coming, and oh my god, that's all I can say to that. So let's just get on with it, we've been speaking long enough, let's put some music on... And when I come back, me and Shane Kasky are going to be talking about Contra 3, The Alien Wars, which came out for the Super Nintendo in Europe on September the 12th, 1992. Fuck me, I'm old. Making their debut to the show is the one and only Dick Dragon. Yes, I'm not screaming it, Mr. Shane Katskaski. Not even that's Kasky as the second surname. Kasky. Kasky, yeah, that's that's it. Kasky. Yeah. I mean, listen, to scre- be I'm- fair, you were you were closer than most people. I'm I'm accustomed to uh to Koshi. That's a good one. <laughs> um I've heard that. I've gotten mail with that actually. So I wasn't screaming Dick Dragon as loud as your co-host does because every time he does that, I have to turn down my stereo because it's going to blow my ears off. Yep, yep. I, I, I've considered in the past putting some sort of like headphone warning or something at the beginning of every one of our episodes, but you know, it's we like to think of it as a litmus test. If you can make oh, it yes. past that, then you know what? You're, you're in for a good time. So. You are fine, yeah. If you can survive this, then you are not a problem. And I, I can understand that logic. That's fine. I'm just waiting for the day like he suddenly passes out. Like, he just <laughs> literally he said because he tries to hold it as long as he can, mm-hmm. and he's going to do a Tom Jones in Thunderball, and he'll just pass out. <laughs> uh, it would be hard to tell if he if he did or didn't because you know when when we're actually recording that. He just, you know, Discord, because we record over Discord, it just, the the automatic, like, leveling or whatever just totally cuts him out. So it sounds like he goes off to space <laughs> somewhere. I would never know if he passed out, so. You could just, well, yeah, if he just passes, or he could just pass out, and then you just go, Chris, Chris, ah, whatever, he just, I don't need him. I'll just carry on and just talk, just talk yeah. shit about any other game. Yeah, there you go. We'll just have to try to make sure that we have him do that on an episode of about a game that, you know, he really likes and and I don't so that I can just, you know, shit it's on it unopposed. It. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've you already talked about like... Sonic, so that's out, but Oh. oh. <laughs> 
Oh, you had to bring a fucking Sonic. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, Sonic 2 is a good game. Fuck. Right, bit of backstory, because th- these guys asked me, right? These guys asked me, do you want to come on? Do you want to come on and do Sonic 2, right? And unfortunately, I was away. I was away. I was in Canberra. Um, so I could not come do Sonic 2 and then I listened to the episode on the Retro Hangover and I wanted to fly to Florida and throttle both of you because <laughs> you slagged off Sonic 2 I, I sure like, did fuck you this is a great game this is my childhood and you are literally it's like when you said he's already dead that's what you were doing to him I was like, ah fuck see you. there it is there it is though it's 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 the nostalgia thing that's a hell of a drug man that's like you know you that that was the key point right there is it's a part of your childhood and um and none of us are any different right like i have those too I've I went and I've gone to bat and will continue to go to bat for Castlevania 64. Is it objectively a bad game? Kind of. Yeah. But to me, I think it's great. And I still play that game from start to finish, like every couple years or so, because I actually think there's a lot of good stuff there. But it just got totally shat on because you know it wasn't what everybody was expecting the fun thing about that is i think a lot of people are finally coming around to it so i feel like i was somehow instrumental in the renaissance of castlevania 64 i've never played castlevania 64 um but i will tell you now when i do cover it for the show i don't care if it's the best game in the world i don't care if i have a great time it's getting shat on it's getting shat on. I've just going to destroy it. <laughs> just because it's laugh. Castlevania, or because it's my one of my favorites now. Is this, is this a vendetta? Favorites. Okay, it's a vendetta. I see. It simply is. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's you know what? I can't even be mad about that. Mm. You wait. If it appears on the, the Switch console, just watch me. Just just the smile will appear. Like the Joker smile will appear on my face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's about the message. <laughs> it's sending it's sending a message to the both. Oh, like I recorded at the time of this, I recorded Streets of Rage two. I should have yesterday with Chris. I should have shat all over that, but I can't because I love Streets of Rage two. Mm. Oh God, imagine the the rage. Imagine oh yeah, the rage. It would have been a thing and of beauty. It would have been. And the thing is today, because yeah, people probably, we've been chatting for ages, not even said the actual game. We are <laughs> talking about Contra, and I want to. Sh- I could shit all over this. Be for fun, but I can't mm. because it is. It's a good game. That's it's you're damn right. Game. It is. Well, it's Contra Three. We should make that clear. Contra yes. Three. Um, now, do you know what? For years, and I never knew this because Contra. I knew of Contra, but I always think, oh, what? Not my type of game. I never knew that Contra and Probotector were the same game. Mm. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I from what I understand, it's some. I think that was just because of some odd sort of censorship thing in, yeah, in Britain. Yeah, it was censorship. Is that right? It was it. It was because um, it was hundred percent censorship because they didn't want the the Rambo esque mm-hmm. characters, so they just made them all um, like robots, which I think makes more sense during in Pro Protector for the Eight Contra War for the Contra Three. I played it. I played this game as Pro Protector. Mm-hmm. I thought, well, I'm the European here. I'm going to play the European version. But I have played Contra 3 on my Nintendo SNES, my little mini one, and it's Contra 3 on that one. So I have played both versions. Yeah, I've never actually even seen Super Probotector played now that I think about it. So to me, it would just be super weird. I mean, I'm sure it's 
it's probably not that big of a difference in the long run but i mean isn't that also the reason that teenage mutant ninja turtles were called the hero turtles for you correct yeah correct we had heroes because it was too violent Mm. it was fought because the word ninja was too violent (laughs) i was gonna say they're the most like milked i mean i'm listen i'm a huge team nt fan anybody who's listened to me talk for more than like 15 minutes probably figured that out but like that they're like the most milk toast ninjas. They don't even use their weapons. No, not allowed to use their weapons. Not allowed to use their weapons. The only one who can use his weapon was Donnie. That's right. Everyone else was banned. Like Michelangelo never used his nunchucks. Nope. I mean, he swung them around a lot. He did have combat cold cuts in the second movie. He, so it was know. shocking. Oh, he yeah in, in the in the films, um, but in the cartoon, he never even used them. Nope, they were usually just uh, secured in in their belt most of the time. Correct. So that's, you know, they did, uh, was it Turtles Forever? When it was a crossover with the Turtles um, of 2003. Mm. And they actually make a reference to the point they barely use their weapons and they use them in different (laughs) ways. And I was like, that's that's clever. That's so clever. (laughs) You crafty bastards. I was like, oh, that's brilliant. I loved it. See, I love Turtles as well. See, Tales is one of the best things. I'm looking at a Leonardo, original Leonardo from the old comic right now. He's half green, half black, and he just looks sexy. Oh, wait, is that the wait, is that the twenty twelve limited edition one? It's a pop the pop one. One of those pop figures. Oh no no. Okay. Okay. No, I have uh I have one that's um there was a there was a twenty twelve limited edition fig, um, but it wasn't a pop fig. I think it was what is it playmates brand i think like it's an actual like action figure stand up yeah oh i want it i have to sh- i have it. to send you a photo because i don't think you've ever seen it i have my my turtle shelf over here it's mostly the the neca collectibles from the movie but oh god send me send yeah. me send me send me and send me and i'll cry i'll cry <laughs> i will i will See, this is that I like about my show. Just go off our topic. We're talking about turtles now. We haven't even got to freaking Contra. Yeah, this I mean that's fine. We can talk about turtles in time. I mean it's a Super Nintendo game. It's close enough. <laughs> it's suddenly this is now. You're here for Contra. No, it's turtle. It's turned to Turtles Four. That's what this <laughs> is now is. Now, okay. So I played this as Primus Hector, mm-hmm. and um, you would have played it as Contra Three. Right. And in the original games, it was characters called Bill and Lance, but now you're playing as Jimbo and Sully. That's right. right. I have a, they're the descendants of the the first guys. Mm. And look, I have a problem with that. Okay. How the fuck? How the fuck have they managed to get descendants from people from a long time ago? Bullshit. <laughs> I mean, listen, you're already starting off on the wrong foot because you're trying to insert logic into like a, an action platformer game. Yes. It's not you're gonna have a bad time just listen focus on like the high level you know let's just look at like red falcon and like how you know badass he is as a villain you know and and also jimbo and sully are like peak late 80s early 90s action hero names they are to be fair that is peak hey who the fuck calls their kid i'm gonna call my kid jimbo like, that is southern southern american <laughs> right there i was just gonna say i mean that, that that probably still happens around here but that's fine <laughs> definitely not in a cool <laughs> way though <laughs> i'm not i'll have an i'll have a boy in the future and i'll just call him jimbo maybe if i have because for those who don't know I, I don't call my daughter real name i call her hiccups 
Um, I should just, if I have a boy, I'm just going to call him Jimbo for the show. That'll be his code name, Jimbo. Oh, fucking hell, that would annoy people. Annoy I like me. it. I dig it. And then like he'll, it. just don't ever explain it to him. And then, you know, when he's old, when he's an adult and everything, then you can, it's like, it's like a deathbed secret. Like, hey, do you know why I called you Jimbo all those years? And then he'll be like, dad, what the fuck? <laughs> Are you yeah, serious? He'll go, why'd you call me Jimbo? It was because of, <laughs> no, <laughs> I'll never know. Oh, <laughs> fucking the secrets. Now, yeah, okay, I am taking a piss because you can't, you can't insert logic into this. And the plot is like the aliens come back from the first one and basically just nuke the city. Yep. And then it's basically, you're like, oh, Jimbo's like, I gotta go kill aliens. And that's it. That's, that is it. And I never played this as a kid. Never, I saw it, but I never played it. I only played this as an adult since I had my Super Nintendo. And it would, I think, if I had this as a kid, it would have blown my mind how difficult this game is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, the funny thing about that too is, and this this is going to be the I am going to sort of pseudo inadvertently toot my own horn, I guess. But mm. this is one of the few games that are like my claim to fame in that they are objectively difficult, but I don't have any issue playing through them basically start to finish. And the only reason is because, you know, you have to think about, and I would imagine that, you know, your, your, your target demographic is perhaps very similar to ours. So we're probably around like the same age. So I feel like, you know, listeners can kind of connect to this, but if you're, if you're younger, you might not, but Back in the day, unless you were Chris, because if you have not heard the three console Christmas story, suffice to say, Chris is he's a he's a bougie asshole. Um, but that's that's a story had, for he another had day. Three console, he had three consoles growing up. Yeah, yeah, but Fucking all bougie. all for one Christmas. He got three consoles. His family got three consoles at one Christmas. Hang on, I'm, I'm going to message him right now. Three consoles <laughs> at Christmas, you dick. <laughs> I was like, what kind of 1% shit is this? But anyway, I, I, is shocking. I consistently give him a hard time about it, and it's beautiful. But anyway, point being is that if you were like most of us, you probably only had a fairly small collection of games to choose from growing up, right? It wasn't like now where I have a steam backlog of like 400 or something like that that i will bequeath Correct. to my children because i will never finish them mm-hmm. so that's the reason i'm good at a couple of these games contra 3 is one uh team and t4 is another um even though that's not really super difficult but um yeah. i can basically do it in my sleep and i think there's like one or two more that i'm not thinking of right now but contra is the big one and uh so it's it's actually it's really hard for me to kind of like wrap my head around the fact that people see this as like an impossibly difficult game like somewhere up there with you know like ghouls and ghosts or something like that yeah it's one of them i think this is back in those days yeah you, you you're the same as me because we get one console per generation maybe one christmas mm-hmm. and we don't get anything like that again unlike bougie boy over there yeah exactly and when when you get your game, that's your game. Yep. 
That yep. is your game. Completely agree with that. And yeah, if you have Contra, it's either, well, you get really good at Contra or you get fucking nothing. Just go <laughs> exactly. over. Exactly. So I can understand, I can completely understand how you could probably now do Contra in your sleep, which is ridiculous. But I think because it's, there's so much going on. And I think unlike most games, it's one hit. If you get hit once, you die. Yep. Yep. And I think that's a shock to a lot of people because there's not many video games like that where, you know, one shot death. And it's like, wow, okay. So yeah, it is about. It is, it is literally the example of get good. It is the first example of get good. <laughs> it's definitely one of them. Yeah, it is. I mean, I'm not even gonna lie. It is. It is all about memorization. That's that's really all it is. That's that's why yeah. I can mostly breeze through it. Like, actually, prior to us recording, I, I booted it up again and played, did a full playthrough just to kind of like refresh myself because um, it's been a minute since I've played and. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, it's like, it's like riding a bicycle for me. Like I, I know when enemies are going to show up. I know what their pattern is. I know exactly how to deal with everything, you know, with the exception, I'm a little rusty now, I think, because I was able to get through almost the entire game without cheesing and using a save state. Cause I was just playing on an emulator here. Um, I actually have a physical copy downstairs, but you know, I'm, I'm lazy. So whatever. Uh, and, Mm -hmm. uh, I only had to use a save state on the very last boss that 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 boss rush at the end. um, I used to be able to do that. No problem. But I'm you know, I'm old. So (laughs) Uh, I've gone my my ability to react is now gone down. Yeah, exactly. I can't I can't do the you know, I can't play like, you know, whatever Fortnite or whatever the kids are into. My Twitch skills aren't what they used to be. See, I, I watched, um, like, I when I finished it, I went and watched speedrunners done it because I love watching speedruns, mm. and it, it terrified me. It <laughs> absolutely terrified me. I know there's glitches you can use about, like, switching between weapons, mm. but I was still like, holy shit, this is just, like, their skill to do what they can. And, like, I, I was just walking around, you know, just trying to have a nice time, and these guys are just taking the absolute piss. I'm like... <laughs> the, like no, just ridiculous. I was just even the first level I played it with a mate when we played. This is the first time I played Contra. It's only like literally last year. And we were like, "Fuck me, this is hard." <laughs> we got past the first level and the set. We were just getting our dick handed to us. But again, once you get used to it, if we kept playing that for another hour, we would have got through that without it. We you know it was like you know you get through that, then the next bit, then the next bit. It's just it's a grind. It, it is. is a grind. You practice and you get through it. It is a kind of a, it's a Dark Souls thing, and you got to get good. There's no cheats. There's no way you can you know scam it. You just get on with it. And well... I, th- I think we miss games. Like, okay, you can scam the weapons. <laughs> well, no, no, no. no. I'm not even talking about glitches. I'm just there. There are certain like little things that you pick up if you've played it enough times to kind of help make things a little easier. Like, okay, a, a really easy example of that. Um, let's see. It's in the industrial zone level Mm. and you remember the part where you are climbing up the side of the wall on the right hand side of the screen and then that big two-legged machine flies out and you have to stay between its legs while it climbs up yeah and i thought that was the boss and then i realized (laughs) oh no it's just a semi-boss like oh for fuck's sake really yeah yeah uh so that part you can actually make that a little easier by exploiting the fact that the super nintendo had a hard time rendering a lot of this game because they they really pushed the hardware to its limits in a lot of cases and i actually i have a fun fact about that actually for a little bit later but 
in that section specifically, and it's not the only one, if you're just, if you have, if you just spam your, your, your gun, just keep shooting nonstop, no matter what, you'll force the game to slow down because it can't handle churning out that consistent frame rate. So it actually makes that section easier because it gives you more time to react to like the missiles and stuff. So that because that's the thing yeah the only slowdown i faced in this considering how much is on the screen mm. was when you use a grenade and oh the, yeah. The, the, yeah the game can go to a bit of a crawl but apart from that i felt wow this game there's so many characters there's missiles and things and projectiles flying from all sorts of angles this game runs really well it does Jesus. yeah and they had to get really creative with it actually and so that that fun fact i mentioned in the the like the hover bike level um the boss at the end which is basically just that giant it's the the ass end of like a giant spaceship basically mm-hmm. and when you're hanging off of the 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 big flying missiles um when they were developing that boss fight they pretty quickly realized that the Super Nintendo hardware could not handle that many giant sprites on the screen all at once. And so what they ended up doing is uh, essentially, I think the, I know it's the the rockets for sure. And it might also be the boss, but definitely the rockets are not foreground sprites. Like they look, they're actually part of the background and they really, yeah. And they did some really clever programming tricks with scan lines to, make it look like they're moving horizontally and that they're front facing sprites when they're actually not at all. And that's how they were able to get that whole section to run as well as it does without just totally tanking the frame rate. Yeah. I was going to say that section, cause it is, there's a lot going on there. Yeah. And this thing with Contra, you go from a stage where level one, you're driving a tank and then you eventually you're doing in your car and then you go to holding a missiles in space or sorry, in space <laughs> in the clouds. Like what the fuck is going on? Like that missile section, Jesus Christ. You're basically having constant missiles going towards the enemy. You've got to jump from missile to missile the whole time while trying to dodge projectiles while trying to make sure you're on the right missile i was like oh my god if you were playing two player doing that that would have been chaos oh yeah and and it is i i remember playing this with my brother on quite a few occasions and uh it's it's a lot of fun it is total chaos but it's it's a lot of fun and that's the thing right that's part of the reason that i love this game so much is the just the the sheer amount of variety in Yes, almost everything, and it's funny because it's com- it's it's compacted into this roughly thirty minute experience. Like from beginning to end, if you can get through all the levels without you know dying and restarting a bunch of times, the actual runtime in this game is like about a half hour. Um, yeah, but in that they packed in just so many different things. It's so impressive, um, and it's part of the reason, like I said, that I love it so much. And a lot of that is owed to the development team's sort of philosophy about it, which was they felt that the sort of the, the, the design pattern of like having a bunch of really weak enemies and then a boss, a bunch of weak enemies, then the end boss was going to get really stale. Right. Cause even yeah. by this point that was already kind of old hat. And so what they did um, very explicitly is they intentionally made it so roughly every three screens in air quotes, if you want to call it that there was something new. And so that's why you end up with so many of these like little mini boss encounters is because they purposefully designed it so that 
roughly every three screens worth of real estate, you're coming up against something totally different that you didn't see before. Which is great. Which is, and what else can you ask for? Because that's what I thought. Yeah, it's not a long game, but there was, oh, yeah, you're right. There was always something new. There was always something to keep you on your toes. And it's like, it was the whole game was a challenge. And I can't, as I said, with that boss where you were climbing up, I thought, holy shit, this is the boss. No, it's not. Then you fight something else. That's the boss. No, it's not. And like, oh my God, <laughs> when is the boss? There's just one thing after a fucking another. I'm like, Christ. But then you get to the boss of each level and you're like, they're freaking epic. Oh yeah, the app, they're always so cool. At the first one, that giant turtle thing, like what the, who birthed that monstrosity? <laughs> <laughs> well, and the great thing about it is, I just I love that. Ah, oh, God, this is one of those games that like I I don't think there's a bad thing I can say about it, and I'm sure people could find something, but I don't. They're wrong. I don't care. But the just the way that they introduce the bosses is just. Mm, chef's kiss it's so good it, it so for some of them yeah like the skeleton one this robot that's my favorite was that is my oh. absolute favorite out of the entire game like and the, was... the build-up to it is always it's always the same so you know that the final boss is coming but that that backing track that they have where it suddenly gets very quiet and you just get that little bit of that like sort of high high pitch like din 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 thing and then it builds into the boss showing up just as there's this crescendo on, on the, on the soundtrack in the background. It's so perfectly done. And like, I remember playing this and then that first time at that first level, you get to the end and there's just this wall and nothing. And you're like, okay, well, I guess this is probably a boss, but what's going on here. And then you hear that build up, And then, like you said, this giant mutant turtle just bursts from the wall and you're like, holy shit. And it takes up like the whole half of the screen. It's just, yeah, yeah, it's it's so good. Like, that's the thing with this is like, there are some enemies and also that robot skeleton you were saying. And like, I thought because you fight two robots in between Mm -hmm. and I thought, okay, I, I beat this thing and I thought, oh, that's it. And then all of a sudden the robot, the skeleton comes in. I'm like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> you are taking the piss. And he takes up most of the screen. Uh, but I know why they had those two robots in there. Because it's to get you used to the idea you're going to be fighting on like a 360. Mm. So you're fighting on a circle, so you need to get used to it. And the first time I fought him, he absolutely destroyed me. He annihilated me. But then the second time I fought it, and I went, oh, oh, I, I see the pattern. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I, I can see it. And then the third time, I, did, I think I did it eventually, but then did it with no, like, absolutely didn't even hit me. I was like, yeah, there we go. I've got the pattern down. Bye. Yeah, like, exactly. Yes. And I felt so happy. I was like, yes, go me. Go me. <laughs> yeah, and you're right. It is very much in the same vein as, you know, the, the Souls-like games, because that's it's a, it's a fair difficulty. Um, because there are very few things in Contra and in Dark Souls, with the exception of Dark Souls 2, but that's a whole tangent I could go off on. But mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> suffice to say, there are very few things that one might consider to be cheap shots. It's always yeah. the reason that I died here is because I need to get better. I need to learn the pattern. I need to you know pay attention have you know situational awareness etc etc and that applies here as well and so yeah that's a perfect example with that boss is that is i mean all the bosses have a pattern but that one in particular is a great example of that in that there is a very distinct pattern for everything that happens and once you get it 
yeah, you can knock that out with without even getting hit once. Yeah, and it's such a oh, you feel so happy when you've done it. You're like, yay! You, it just it just made me so happy. And it, yeah, it was over the top. And yeah, you fight some other bosses later on, and it's, it's about yeah. As soon as you figure the pattern out and you memorize it, you can have such a good time, and you can just go through and rip things to shit. Mm-hmm. And then be says I never I only played it once with two player, but I can imagine playing it two player. If you had two people who know what they're doing, it would be absolutely incredible. It would oh, yeah, for sure. The best. And yeah, the thing I mean, is that, I won't. Is that, is that, this had a hard mode as well. It's like, nope, nope, nope. Not getting involved in that. <laughs> nope. Okay, well, wait a minute. So I'm curious. Did you play this on easy or normal? Normal. Normal. Okay. Good, good man. Yeah. So the fun thing about that, I, I don't, I don't hide, I don't hide behind the fact I did a lot of lives and I died a lot. <laughs> I would. This is a game I would like to say I'd like to practice on mm-hmm. and get good because I think it's a challenge, you know, getting better. But I, when I saw that it had a hard mode, I was like, oh, I didn't see. I read it. I was like, no, 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 bye, bye, no, walked away, quite happy with myself. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, and and the easy mode thing, the the bummer about that actually is if you play on easy, you don't even get to play the whole game. Um, I believe. Really? If I remember, what? Yeah, if I remember correctly, I think the game actually ends before the final zone. I think you only play like the first five. Like, I don't even think you oh, that, play the last level at all. That's mean. Yeah, and then you get the end, and it's like, cool, you did it on baby mode. Maybe now you should play the real game. <laughs> you did it on baby mode. Um, oh, Chris has got back to me. Oh, yeah. He said, I've said it on the show a thousand times. Um, <laughs> well, in bougie. I can't spell uh, bougie, but I was calling him bougie. Yeah, uh, that's funny. Yeah. So I won't spoil it or anything, but uh, the if you play it on hard mode, there actually is something kind of significant that changes with the last the last level which will totally catch you by surprise if you don't know what it is yeah see that's something i'd have to watch a speed run for because i'm not getting involved in that shit (laughs) that 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 could be the mystery for you yeah i used to be able to do it like back like back when i was a kid and i was playing this just over and over again i was able to beat this game on hard mode on original hardware with you know no save stating or anything i'm pretty sure i i don't think i can do that anymore oh imagine having imagine having that skill as a kid you'd be you know go in the playground and go i just beat contra on hard mode and then all, all the kids are like yeah that's amazing and doing it as an adult you'd be like i beat contra on hard mode Right, what the fuck is Contra? Fuck you. <laughs> you know, the sad thing about that is I don't even think any any of my friends back then even played Contra or knew what it was. So, like, I couldn't even get that satisfaction. It's a sad, it's a sad time. Oh, that's upsetting. Yeah. That's, that's devastating. Now, I know you said that, you know, this game is great and mm. there are, it is good. There are some negatives I do genuinely have about this game. Um... Although, first of all, Fatsu only gave Fatsu only gave it twenty out of forty. That's shocking. That's insane. That's, not good. That's insane. I agree. They someone was smoking some crack on that time. No, 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 no. Um, so that there are two levels where it's over the top. Okay, I bet I know so, which ones they are. Yeah, and they're practicing with that mode seven stuff. Mm-hmm. And look, they're not perfect. They're not as good. They're nowhere near as good, but at least they were trying. I can say that. They were just trying to mix it up. 
freshen it up a little bit. So I'm not. They weren't as fun, but again, they just tried to mix it up. That's I'll all say I can you, really it's say okay. About you that. don't you don't have to soften the blow for me. The second mode seven level sucks ass. I hate it. <laughs> okay, it does. All right, it's terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. No, it's bad. Um, the first one is fine, uh, and I do like you said. I appreciate that they were trying to mix it up a bit, which also is funny because. When they re-released this game for, I think it was GBA, if I remember correctly. Mm. Um, they called it like the Alien Wars EX or something. And they took out both of the Mode 7 levels and replaced them oh, with really? side-scrolling levels from Hardcore. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, people were not happy about that. But uh, it, for that second one, it was probably for the best. The first one, I don't mind. Uh, it's a little weird to control because, like you said, it's it's a top-down view and you have to rotate the camera with the shoulder buttons on, on mm. the controller. And so that takes a little bit to get used to, especially with like also learning to duck because that's not really... Like, you crouch in the side-scroller levels, but duck is its own dedicated button yeah. on the top-down. Yeah. So that was a little weird to get used to. But the the actual level layout of that, of the second level, is fine. That... I think it's what level five. Yeah. Level five where it's the top, the second top down level where it's in like this weird desert cliff area. Um, God, that level sucks so much. It's poorly designed and the boss is awful. And so for, for context on that one, if, if anybody hasn't seen that part of the design of that level is that the, well, actually I should back it up a bit, right? Both of those top down levels, the whole goal is you need to find, gauntlet style monster generators and destroy those and once you destroy all i think it's like five or six of them mm. then you get teleported to the boss arena so part of the reason that second one is awful is because it's a lot of narrow cliffs that you can very easily fall off of you have enemies oh, that God, can shoot yes. fireballs at you from like across a chasm and because apparently the designers wanted to be like extra super dicks about it there are basically uh, these like, what, what do you even call them? They're they're like ground tiles that either act as um, sort of like a people mover kind of thing, like you see at an airport, you know, um, where you just get moved along like a, a conveyor belt. There we go. That's the word I was mm. looking for. Or the super dick ones are spinning ones where you step on it and suddenly you start doing a 360 over and over again until you step off of it, uh, which is the worst and then so they're like, you know what we should do for the boss? Let's have this big boss just in the center. He doesn't move. And all around him is a giant spinning platform. So when you even try to get close to him, you just start doing a 360 and it makes you want to vomit and you can't hit anything. And it's just, it's so bad. I, I don't know what happened there because the design of all the other levels in this game is by and large fantastic. And then that one is just... I don't somebody phoned that one in it was an intern or something I don't know well I often say with this game I put it it's in my notes it's like on crack mm -hmm. so maybe the people were on the pure effects of crack at that point and then went oh fuck this is good and then when they actually made it went oh shit this is <laughs> that's the crack the crack was talking they just want to get that like, like authentic this. late 80s experience so they're just yeah. high on the nose candy the entire time yeah exactly and the thing is though on those levels what was good was the only thing that was really good about it was the laser became really a really good weapon mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. because it was in the side scrolling. It was like a pew pew, but in this, it was like just a continual stream. It was like, aha, I've got you. It's like yeah. this is the best weapon ever. Just annihilates life. <laughs> yeah, the laser. Yeah, I, I avoid it most of the the side scroller levels with like a few very specific cases where it's like useful. But other than that, yeah, it's really hard to hit anything with it. But yeah, Correct. it's it's spread. amazing when you get it on those top down levels. You want the spread gun? Spread gun was my favorite. Yep. Yeah, that's usually like, the go to if you can. Actually, okay, for me, my my typical loadout if I can get it in a level is homing missiles and then the the cru- I think it's crush is what they're called, the crush missiles. Cuz it's a good combination of both cuz you can you can hot swap between two different weapons in the game, right? Yeah. And so I usually try to get the homing missiles because those are really good for clearing out just all the small enemies and then when you get to like those little mini bosses we talked about you swap to those uh is it crush or concussion it's a c in the game i can't remember probably concussion missiles but anyway um those do a lot of damage and they also have like an explosion effect when they hit that does even more damage if something is still sort of in the hitbox of it so it's like really good for taking out some of those bosses that have like the very small you know uh like weak spot target See, I just any like I was happy to get any sort of upgrade, but it was always please give me the spread, please give me the spread, give me two spreads, and I'll be happy. And <laughs> I did like the fact that you could switch. I thought that's a really cool, as you know, really cool mechanic because yeah, you can just change up your strategy. You want to do this, you've got that. But then for someone like me who was shit, I'd get the spread gun and then die. I'm like, oh for fuck's sake, now I've lost it, <laughs> bollocks. Well, that's one of the things that like you kind of get get good at as you play it more is part part of the strategy is if you anticipate you're like, Oh, I'm super going to die in like the next second or two. Just if you get in the habit of swapping really quickly to like, just knowing like, okay, which one of my two guns am I okay with losing right now? And you can just swap really quickly before you die. So you lose the one that you don't care about. I do that yeah, quite a bit too. <laughs> and that's a good way. Of do- I think I figured that out eventually. It's like, oh, right, okay, that's the way to that's the way to protect Mr. Spread Gun, just switch to the other one. But because I was dying so often, it didn't really matter, and I was losing <laughs> guns left, right, center. I was like, for fuck's sake. That's fair. Now, my my only major other gripe with this game mm. is the Castlevania problem. And I, well, I'm not just shitting on Castlevania, because I like Castlevania, but it has a Castlevania problem, okay. where if you go upstairs or go up anywhere, and then you fall down the same platform you've just come back up, you die. Wait a minute. Okay, so there's a bit, oh, there's a bit you mean of, like, like the vertical scrolling? Yeah, the vertical scrolling, and you have to go up, and then you can't go back down. So, like Castlevania, if you then suddenly fall back down into a place where you've just returned from, you die. I was like, mm. that's true. That's I hate that. I hate that mechanic. I hated it in Castlevania Four. I hate it in this. It's like that's bullshit that's why sonic's really good because if you fall you just fall and you can just go back up it's not a problem but in these games you ha- you just die it's like no that's bullshit yeah well yeah i guess because technically with the exception of the the top down levels all of the horizontal and or vertical scrolling levels like you there's no going back at no all. i know you can't scroll back and like go back to something like as soon as you move forward that's it you're there um so yeah i could see that um, I, that's definitely bit me in the ass a few times. Also, you know, I mean, some I, of the jumps that they have you do are somewhat precise too, so it's very easy to just fall to your death. 
Yeah, and look, I'm just being picky on that sense because I said I played Castlevania Four um, a few months ago for the show, mm. um, so that was fresh in my mind when I started playing it. And I'd, I was playing it over Christmas, so I was back in the UK, and I was probably had bits of drink at that point because I was drinking every <laughs> single day. So you know, I became fat back in the UK, Jesus, and <laughs> it. So I was just getting raged, and I've been playing Earthworm Jim. Earthworm Jim is harder than Contra. I'm putting it out there. Fuck me, the original Earthworm Jim is so fucking hard. <laughs> you know, I actually haven't played that, which is surprising, but I will Jesus probably end up getting around Christ. to it at some point. Like all I can say is, people think the water level in the Turtles hard thing in tur- the original Turtles is hard. Go fucking play the water level in Earthworm Jim. Jesus fucking Christ. Ugh. I mean, oh. by and large, I I think water levels are terrible anyway. So, imagine if Contra did one. I I'm glad they didn't. They'd <laughs> have a very different shy. discussion about this right now if that was the case. Correct. Now, the only like thing I want to really praise again, because I have these are my notes, is the music. I the music oh, for this game yeah. is spot on. Sums the mood up what you're doing perfectly. Yeah, I. Oh God, yeah, I don't think. I'm trying to think, I, I don't think that there's a single track in this game that I don't like like they're just yeah. so well composed I mean I if I had to say anyone it would probably be level five but that's also largely just because I've I had a I have a hard association between that music and that bullshit level so it's probably not the music's <laughs> fault yeah the music's just the this is basically collateral damage to your thought process <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it's just guilt by association, unfortunately. Exactly. It's like I'm a good song. No, fuck you. You're fucking linked to this. You, <laughs> you know what you've shit. done. <laughs> you know what you did. I'm sorry. <laughs> leave me. Shut up. Oh man. Yeah, but no. And I he... God. I can't. Other than that, and it's not even the music's fault. I don't think there's too many things I could think of that I would even nitpick about it. Like even the sound design is just so on point. Like everything sounds great. Like, and, and the funny thing is, is I was thinking about this. Um, this is like really hyper specific, but I've also played the shit out of this game. So that's where I'm at now, I guess. But I really appreciate the track for that industrial level, especially just because it's, it's hard to describe. It's something you just have to sort of experience. And I think you'll understand. Uh, but it somehow manages to nail this like aesthetic that they're going for with this, like again, late eighties, early nineties sort of action film sort of thing. Because yeah, if you've ever seen any of those movies, anytime, you know, your, your hero or whatever is at the docks. Right. And like they're, they're navigating between a bunch of shipping containers or something. There's always that like sort of like high, like piano kind of thing playing or like synth and and it's it's exactly what they do in the track for that level and it fits so perfectly it's like like i said it's it's hard to put into words but if you if you experience it you're like oh yeah i know exactly what you're talking about yeah, it's it's peak eighties, isn't it? It's great. It's and I like that the game knows what it's trying to do. It knows its demographic. It knows exactly what it wants to achieve. This is how we're going to do it. And we're not going to try and be something we're not. And I like that. I think that's brilliant. I think it's spot on for me. And it's like, yes, don't ever change. Please never change. I love it. 
I absolutely love it. It's superb. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, it's really hard to find too many faults. And like I said, even just the the sound design as far as the effects go are just so so good. Like everything is so punchy. The 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 aliens sound, you know, as alien as you would expect them to be, like borderline demons in a lot of cases, and they they really sell that, you know, in in addition to the just phenomenal sprite work which we haven't even really touched on too much but that in conjunction with all of the sound effects that they attach to them it's just it's perfect it's like it's funny because i've brought this up before and i wish it would make a comeback and some indie developers i think have been doing it over the last several years but there was this long run in again mostly the early 90s where a lot of these games borrowed heavily from like H.R. Giger and like the Alien franchise. And so you had a lot of that very sort of like organic machinery aesthetic going on. And I love that. Mm. And this 100% has that. And I wish more games did it. Yeah. And it, it, cause it, make, it gives that, that feel, doesn't it? You, you know exactly where you are. Mm-hmm. And you are right, though, that the sprite work in this game is incredible. Like it looks, it sounds beautiful. And we had this chat the other day with Chris about Streets of Rage 2. You could release that right now, exactly how it is, and it would sell. You could do that with this. You could oh, release 100%. Contra 3 right now, and it would sell. It would sell. You wouldn't. I wouldn't say make a HD version. No, just release it as it is, right there and then, and it will sell. Yeah, yeah, there's, I mean, there's not even, there's no reason to do much of anything to it as far as, like, you know, the typical... HD remake treatment that they they like to do with things. Um, I just I can't think of too many things that I'd want fixed other than if somebody wanted to, to make a design pass on that level five, I'd be okay with that. But <clears throat> outside yeah, of that, that'd be the only thing. That'd be the only thing. Change level five and give us another side scrolling one, and you know something new, something new for everybody. Great, and that that would be if you did that. I think this could be, you know, for me, it would be a perfect game. If you just switch number five, make it another side-scrolling, it'd be a perfect game. Yeah, and I mean, or even, you don't even necessarily have to go that far. Like, if they wanted to keep, you know, that sort of switch up of every every couple levels, you know, you get that top-down thing like they did, then that's fine. They could do some things to tweak that level five to just not make it so much of an asshole. Like, there's there's mm. some very easy things they could do to make that level more enjoyable, and I'd be fine with it. Because I think even even though the boss encounter itself just is the worst, I still like the boss design, like just having this big circular mound of like weird alien flesh with this bloodshot eyeball in the center and like these tentacle things shooting out of it. Like it's a cool design, but like you don't even get to see it practically because two seconds into the encounter, the whole room starts spinning and you want to vomit. So Yeah, you do. And again, I was at that stage because of several beers in. I'm like, oh, God, no, stop. (laughs) I was not prepared for this. Is it me or is it the game? Or is this leveling out? I don't know. I'm like, no, stop it. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. You could have like counteracted the effects. Maybe that would have made it easier. Yeah, that so basically if you get to play level five kids make sure you've had quite a bit of alcohol and that you, <laughs> the room is spinning because that'll counteract the fact make sure you're spinning the right way you're not spinning the opposite way to the game and then you have a great time you'll be fine there you go that put put it's, that in nintendo power yeah 
Do you imagine that? Tip. That's <laughs> like how to beat Get the bosses. Get wasted. Tip. Get wasted. <laughs> <laughs> to counteract the spinning. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, fucking hell. That's great. Like, I, I've... I've gone through all my notes. Is there anything that you want to praise this game about? You, you know, you can suck this game's dick as much as you want. The floor <laughs> could be as yours on this sense. Man, I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure that there's too much else to say. I think we covered it all pretty well. Uh, yeah, outside of what I think are arguably fairly minor nitpicks, with the exception of the entirety of level five, um, I this game just doesn't really miss. Like, it's just a good time. And yeah, it is... It can be prohibitively difficult, uh, especially if it's you know the first time that you're jumping into it. But if you if you give it enough time, and you know as as you said, if you get in there and you get some practice in and and recognize and learn the patterns because they are they are patterns. Um, there isn't really mm-hmm. anything that's too random in this game. So. You, you can learn to be to get good at it and it's it is a very rewarding experience it's honestly Definitely. it's probably one of the reasons that i came around to the dark souls series because initially yeah. i i hated the idea of dark souls like 100 percent, and then and honestly most of that was just i think i didn't like the culture around it because the whole get good thing like i say it ironically yeah. now but back when like Dark Souls first came out, there was this whole contingent of people that just took that very seriously. Uh, but once I came around to it, I think that is absolutely the reason that I'm so in love with the Soulsborne like games just in general is because of that. Because there is that sense of accomplishment of like I've I learned this and I've conquered it and it it feels good. Like I have accomplished something. And you get that from this game. So I don't know if there's too much else I can say other than if you haven't played this game yet, like you, you should just, just go do that. Like, like finish yeah. listening to this episode, but then go like, do go that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It, it is. It, I agree. It's like dark souls because when you, when you finally get it to tick, get it, you know, you get it all clicks together. Dark souls is an absolute beautiful game mm-hmm. and it's the same with this. You get past that initial difficulty once you get the you know you get your bearings together and you start figuring out patterns, you realize it becomes a beautiful game and the experience is just there to have and you'll have a great time. I just it just don't be overwhelmed. Just practice and you'll have an absolute ball of a time. Yeah, hundred percent. So if you had to score this out of ten, what are you giving it? Well, logically, I don't like to say that anything is perfect because nothing is. But I, I mean. This this is an easy nine out of ten for me. Like there's just a lot of it is personal bias, of course, but just objectively, it's just such a well made game that it's it is it's high up there. So I I easily give this a nine out of ten. Yeah, I'll give it a nine out of ten. If it didn't have the that's that fifth level, it would be getting a ten. It would be getting a ten from me. Yeah, I I was debating. I was like that that would be the one thing that would knock it down to like a an 8 or an 8 and a half for me, but you know what? I think the rest of the experience more than makes up for it, so. Well, there we go. Contra 3, a game I never played before. Again, this is why I love this show because I get to play games I've never played. But thank you Shane for coming on. It's been an absolute treat. It really has, and I hope you can come on again, and I really appreciate it. And Sonic 2 is one of the best games ever. Fuck you. 
<laughs> well, hey, I, you know, I really appreciate you uh, asking me to be on. I don't uh, generally get around to do a lot of the guesting stuff as, as much as my my compatriot Chris does. So this is uh this was this is a lot of fun. And yeah, I'm absolutely down to come back and talk about, uh, you know, anything except Sonic. So that's <laughs> fine. <laughs> Well, you get off, sir, and I'm going to go because it's quarter past seven here, so the monster's going to be up, so I'll go see it and eventually one day have my own child called Jimbo. Excellent. I love it. And let me know when you do. All right. Take care, mate. All right. Thanks, man. And that was episode 65 of Contra 3, The Alien Wars. Thank you, everyone, for listening. It's really, really appreciated. Thank you, Shane, for coming on. I can't wait to have you on the show once more. But for everyone else, you take care of yourselves, and I'll see you all next week. I hope you have a really nice week. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye.